This is Lisa Hawkins, and I am excited to continue our series on Highway to Hope. And today I'm going to start in Luke 2. And I don't know about you, but there are sometimes when I'm reading the word, there are some details that you may go over that seem really minor, but I so love that the the word and God is so in the details of our lives. And the the piece I want to talk about here um, today is I want to go to Luke 2 and verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. I want to go back to verse um, eight. And I find it interesting that number one, the angels would go to the shepherds to tell them the good news about Christ. I guess I never really thought about the link of the life of a shepherd that I always think of Jesus as a great shepherd. But I thought about even in this moment, God could have chosen um, famous people, smart people, known people, but he chose humble shepherds to not only tell of Christ's birth, but they witnessed a great company of heavenly hosts. I don't know if you're aware, and I know I'm not truly aware, but a shepherd's life is lonely, if you think about it. But I think even in this that the Lord wanted the the humble, the, the lowly, the lonely shepherd to see that maybe when he stares out into was staring out into the skies at night or was in prayer or believed there, there was something about these shepherds, why God chose them to tell them the good news, to tell them about the joy. And I wish 
I knew more about these particular shepherds because there is a reason that a heavenly host of angels was there to declare before them. Their God leaves no detail without a reason. There is a reason. There is nothing that happens that doesn't happen for a reason. And it just makes me think that, wow, the great shepherd is here. And God wanted the shepherds on earth to these special shepherds to bear witness to this birth, to this miracle, but also to a blessing. Question for you. When you think about what does a shepherd do? And I'm going to look at a definition in Google. A shepherd's primary responsibility is the safety and welfare of the flock. Some flocks may include as many as 1,000 sheep. The shepherd will graze the animals, herding them to areas of good forage and keeping a watchful eye out for poisonous plants. Shepherds often live in trailers or other mobile quarters. And in that last sentence, what I really hear is shepherds sacrifice. They sacrifice to provide for their flock. And no, I'm not going to be talking about pastors and, and leaders in the church, but I think of it as Christ. I think of it as there was, you know, I, 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 when I read the word, there was a reason that these shepherds got the good news of the greatest shepherd. And where it really leads me is to understand the love of God, the love of Christ. You know, we all know that verse that says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And I would tell you in the, in the last 10 years, I've really developed an understanding about love. I, when I was younger, I thought of love as, as something dreamy, something romantic, something that happens, magical. But I really understood love when I redirected it from putting it into relationships with men that were, was disappointing or hanging my whole destiny and my whole happiness putting that on another person. You know, when you watch movies about love, everything hinges on this person is your destiny. This person is the one. And what I learned about love is, in my lifetime, is that you can love more than once, more than twice, more than three times. But what I did learn was, when you know the love of the Lord, it so helps you identify love from other people. When I hear romantic songs now, and I wish I could tell you the formula outside of when you truly go after seeking God in all things and a relationship and 
you invest your time and energy and your heart. When I hear love songs now, I think of the Lord first. I I tear up in thinking of the Lord first. I, I think of moments that I've shared with him in my time of healing, in my time of remembering how he loves me. And I'll share this example. When I was a child, my grandmother is a person who was really my example on the love of the Lord. She would pray, oh, three times a day we had church. Believe me, we had song service, we had prayer, we had Bible reading, and we didn't just sing one song. We probably sang, I don't know, for an hour. (laughs) But when she would pray, she would weep. And I remember as a child saying, What's with this? Why would you want to serve someone that makes you cry all the time? And guess what? I find myself there. Not three times a day, but I find myself out of the blue or during prayer crying because I can feel in that moment what that love feels like. And I want you today, because we all have, can have different ideologies about love because of how we were individually raised, beliefs that we have come to acknowledge and filter our life through. And I want you to do a self-check on yourself in the area of love. Do you, do you see love as, as a fantasy of something that you have to be lucky in order for it to happen to you? Or do you see love as an obligation that if someone does a certain thing for you, then you can love them? Or do you see love that in a person that you have nothing in common with? And, but do you see love or do you see I'm not like them? And I want you to ask yourself really and be honest and write it out on what you view love to be. And then think about who are the people that you love. And I want to challenge you because your list may only look like your family. But what does the word say? That we're supposed to love one another not just family members. And when we love, love comes with sacrifice. Love comes with overextending yourself. Love comes with going above and beyond. If you think of yourself, and this is how I've been able to really take a look at it, when I have been in love with individuals, I've gone above and beyond to make their fantasies true, to come up with unique and intrinsic gifts and ideas that I thought would bring them joy. And the Lord had to really make me challenge myself on do I do that for other people? Because if we're to love one another then would I not want to see maybe someone I work with, someone I go to church with, 
or someone that might be my neighbor, would I not want to afford and provide if I'm shopping and I see something that I know someone might like and you can afford or to do an errand or if you know someone that is a small child and maybe you can offer to sit with their child while they go to the grocery store. There are so many things that we could do to show love to one another. But do we? And so today when we think of, when I think of that the shepherd We'll say in the lowliest of shepherds, God fulfilled a prayer, fulfilled a promise of them to see the one who is greater. And it makes me think of if we truly live that that humble, that that life of sharing love, being of love and living by the word. What might God show us? What might you, God allow you to witness and behold if we truly take on the mantle of living Christ-like? We can't become Jesus Christ, but we can put our best effort, we can put our um, thoughts and our words and our hearts, we can align them to truly represent who Christ is. You know, today, whether online or um, in hearing Christians yell and, and rude and fighting over worldly concerns, But I don't hear them fighting over things for the kingdom. It's for personal gain or being right. We have to put our behavior, our words, our attitudes. We really want to really put them in check because we want to be coming from a place of love and peace and joy because we want to attract people who desire that to the Lord. If we sound no different than the world, then do we truly have Christ living in our hearts? And if we don't have Christ living in our hearts, then we're subject to struggle continuously. So I want you today to think about you're on a highway to hope. But we have to do a physical check, an emotional check on our own filters of how we view the world. Because to be honest, Many of our filters are filled with lies, are filled with untruths, and are filled with our experiences that weren't necessarily good, but that we've come to believe, whether in bitterness, whether in jealousy, whether in depression, 
that the goodness that God has in store for us is bumping into those filter areas where we may not be able to see clearly people who are truly, who mean us well. Opportunity that may come before us, but our fear keeps us from moving forward. Isn't it time we think about how do we remove these blockers, these boulders, these perceptions, this mindset, right? The word says that we should renew our mind daily. Why? Because every day you have the opportunity to come in contact with a lie, with a person who doesn't mean you well, and you have the opportunity to take on that lie, take on that identity, take on that false belief. And what the word is really saying is that we have to shake off. When we say our prayer, I guess I think of it as a cleansing. Cleansing before you go to sleep, cleansing to start your day, a cleansing in the middle of your day. Because we have a great shepherd that I just read to you from Luke 2. And I read to you what that great shepherd does. He herds us to areas of good forage. What does that mean? Good forage, area where we will be nourished, area where we can grow, an area where there's opportunity. He's keeping a watchful eye. When we say our prayer, the watchful eye is keeping the schemes of the enemy against us. Can you imagine if you could actually see the things that the angels prevent us from prevent happening to us each and every day as we go out into the world? If we could actually see the battle and the warfare of the angels that protect each of us against the enemy's schemes? So when, we, when I think of on this highway, I have to take a position of, I know that Jesus Christ is with me. I know that I'm on the path that he set me on. I know that he loves me. And I know that the love he has shown me, that I have to start manifesting that love for other people. I promise you, when you start releasing your, your, the burdens and the hurt and the woundedness from your past, which when you start looking at this list and you start writing out, what is hindering you? What is stealing your joy? And when you can pray and say, God, I release this to you and I receive your peace. I receive your love. And that, Lord, I pray that I extend your love to others. Not just those who like me, not just those who agree with me, but that I have my ears open to hear, to love and support. We have a great shepherd. We have angels that are around about us. And we have to listen and we have to understand how to choose to walk on this highway. And how can we choose? We can choose by being guided by Christ and the word, not being guided 
by others who have disappointed us, not trying to hide from pain or shame, but knowing that it is behind you and that only thing in front of you is what's important. That when we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior and we were born again, we needed to have a a rebirth in our thoughts, in our talk, and in our walk. And so I pray today that as we get close to a new year and we make all kind of promises that we may not keep, my prayer for you is that you will know the greatest love has been shown to you and that the Lord always recognizes those who are low, those that can be forgotten. But your prayers and your words are not forgotten. He hears every word. And he has something for you to behold. And I pray that you receive it. I pray that you acknowledge. And I pray that He has the host of angels that celebrate with you. So as you walk on this on this road and continue in this series. Start checking yourself and checking your thoughts, your thoughts that are not in alignment with the word of God. Be blessed. And I wish you a happy day.